what's up everybody we hope you guys enjoyed that i don't know we were just trying something different for a different way to start the stream um maybe that would be better if it was like two minutes and we started it like exactly you know like mm. two minutes ago i don't know yeah. to get people in here but you know there's an alien crash and the spurs have an alien on the roster um and also tonight you know it kind of was like if if it's a good day for victor you know what I mean? It still was a good day for Victor, but if the Spurs are an alien ship, you know, we definitely crashed mm. uh, tonight in the fourth quarter against the Wizards, Ethan. Yes. Uh, I think Sean put it best throughout the game when he said we're really letting them get back into this. We're not playing with enough sharpness, I think is the actual word that he used. And he even said, this is not the team you want hanging around. Yeah, when when the fourth quarter is about to end, because they have guys that can kill you, like Tyus Jones, like Kyle Kuzma, and of course, uh, love him or hate him, Jordan Poole, all three of them have been clutch in these situations in prior games, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, you know, I hate to put it this way, Ethan, because um, I don't want to be too derogatory to the guys, mm. but I think in in this scenario, with the way that this game went. Um, I got to agree with our guy, Bobby February here. The boys choked so hard tonight, yep. um, especially when you look at that Keldon turnover at the end of the game. Um, but I don't want to jump into it too much because, you know, we usually go through our game flow and whatnot, Ethan, before we start. Um, but any kind of overall thoughts on on this game before we get into the nitty gritty of each quarter? It wasn't pretty really at all. Like we were up by 10 pretty much the whole time, but like, I don't know. Everything felt so effortful. We really never found a flow and constant mistakes that were, you know, expounded by some poor refereeing at times. Um, all these things, you know, together in a pod, uh, it, it didn't bow well for the Spurs. Yeah. You know, I think I, that was kind of the one thing I probably felt like I could talk about before we get into the game flow is the officiating. Um, it's not just because Dom Barlow fouled out. There are a couple different examples that I could point to in this game mm -hmm. to where it wasn't that great. I think, you know, I mean, maybe I'm forgetting some other games this, this year, Ethan, but to me that this one kind of felt like the worst officiated game, um, mm -hmm. that I've seen all year. Wizard 8000 says that refs were calling some BS fouls in favor of the Wizards. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you look at the last three fouls on Barlow, you can you can see those. Um, there were some other ticky tack ones. Even even the first couple fouls on Barlow, where, where you could argue were ticky tack, but I could at least see those. Like there was one where he slapped um, either Marvin Bagley or Daniel Gafford's arm, which mm -hmm. led to an and one. I'm pretty Marvin Gafford. Bagley. Mm -hmm. oh, who knows? One it of doesn't them. matter. <laughs> one of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, man. I don't think that that was the reason that the Spurs lost tonight. I think Sean put it put it well, like you said, on the Spurs broadcast. He said, you know, we, we shouldn't even be in this situation at the end of the game because at the on that last uh, box-out attempt on the miss that we had, um, or excuse me, on the miss that the Wizards had where Wemby went up and battled with Kuzma, Kuzma literally put his elbow in Wemby's chin and, mm -hmm. and they didn't call anything. Um, now, with that being said, if you don't have the turnovers that you have throughout the game and also, you know, as much as some of them were ticky tack, I think the fouls that we there were some fouls that we had tonight that I think were just a little bit um, ill advised, I guess you could say, on our part. Mm -hmm. um, 
that was really what stuck out to me kind of throughout the game, Ethan, um, despite the poor officiating, um, at least from my perspective, um, the turnovers, and then also some fouls that we had um, that, like I said, were ill-advised. I think mm-hmm. those are those are kind of what killed us. Um, there's some other things too, but the, the theme is kind of self-inflicted mistakes. And, and as Vainstein says, we throw the game. And that's basically what we were saying there. And another thing that I'll finish off with this, Ethan, before mm-hmm. I dish it back to you is remember last post game against the wizards. I had like something in my notes that said, I felt like we could run these guys if we mm-hmm. were just playing, you know, together and connected. That's how I felt throughout the night tonight. I think if you watch the Spurs broadcast, you could hear that from Sean Elliott on commentary. Um, and that's just exactly how I felt about it, man. I felt like this was a game that we should have won. We had multiple opportunities to, you know, go on another run once we, when we were at 10, you know, at multiple points of the game, if we were able to go on an eight, you know, or even like a seven point run, that could have been the difference to extend the lead to 20 um, or mm-hmm. close to it. But we just were never able to pull away. Um, but with all that being said, I think Vainstein brings up a good a good comment here. This was a good learning experience. Um, and it's very tough to say that on a night like this, but at the same time, there were definitely, I think when the guys go back and look at the film, they're going to be like, okay, this is just, there's so many things that we did to shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, and this is a team that we should have swept and, you know, mm-hmm. should have been on a three-game winning streak tonight. And, and a lot of that does come back to decision-making, which Bobby February is mentioning mentioning in the comments right now yeah and, and you got to give props and some credit to the wizards i felt like their interior defense was much improved from previous games um part of that's probably due to the coaching change i know they got rid of wes unseld specifically because of the team's defensive lapses the energy for them felt increased and part of that's probably also due to the fact that they're playing victor Wimbanyama, so they don't necessarily want him to go crazy on the inside um, which then affects other guys like Jeremy Sohan, who couldn't get a basket off the interior and led to some overdriving, it felt like, where we couldn't make the right pass. Uh, well, we can get into the details here in a second, but last point on the turnovers. I know we had 14. They actually had more with 18. Mm-hmm. But when five of those come from Devin, who otherwise played a pretty really, really good game, actually, and four of those come from Victor, and those are the two our two primary offensive facilitators and, and the guys that we score through. That's the problem. Like they can't have that much, like that volume of mistakes um, just in their lab. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm also noticing, Ethan, I just went and looked back at the old box score um, just to see to see if Daniel Gafford played because I knew Marvin Bagley started last game, but I couldn't mm-hmm. remember who came off the bench. He did not. Um, so I think that also was probably a reason why the Wizards were able to have a little bit better. Obviously, it improved throughout the game, but I think Daniel Gafford playing instead of Patrick Baldwin Jr. um, helped their interior defense for sure. Um, But with that being said, let's jump into the game flow here, Ethan, if I can pull it up as ESPN is just giving me issues again, just like just like the last stream we did, Ethan. It doesn't doesn't want me to have success. You know, they don't like that. We kind of, you know, we play off their name. Um, but we finally got it pulled up here. Um, here we go. Here's the box score from tonight. Can I get this? And no, no, I can't, Ethan. I'm sorry. It's all good. They just don't want to see me win, Ethan. Um, 
We can start off with the first quarter, which was by far the best quarter of the night. Uh, we ended up winning that one by 10, 35 to 25. I'll jump into my notes here, Ethan, and then dish it right back to you. Um, so this was, I really had the least amount of notes in this quarter because it, it was the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, Wemby was scoring early as usual. Devin was finding him on some lobs, or even if they weren't lobs, they were just over-the-top passes in the pick-and-roll, um, which is something that, that's been nice to see, you know, that ties into something you've been talking about for a while um, in the sense that we're, we're looking for him now. You know, that's not, you know, a complaint that we're having on every live stream like we were earlier in the year. Um, so that was good. Um, I wrote down even start. Um, it wasn't our best start, but it wasn't terrible which is why we were able to have a 10 point lead. But I feel like if we did have some other, and obviously this is being very nitpicky, you know, kind of going for perfection. But at the same time, I feel like if we would have executed to our standard, if you will, I think we could have won this quarter by 15 to 20, um, at least with the starting unit. Um, Because I felt like the the bench did a really solid job uh, in, in the first quarter. We saw Blake's defense right away. He got, I think, two steals, um, in this quarter, maybe wrong there. He had three steals in total, so he may have had two. Um, I know for a fact that he got a steal on an inbound, um, where Keldon ended up picking it up and dished it to him for a wide open three, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice to see just, you know, that defensive impact from the jump. Um, we got to see him in Barlow in the pick and roll. Dom got a steal also. Um, and the main thing that I was noticing in the good moments of this game, which was really kind of the end of this first quarter, we saw it a little bit in in the beginning of the quarter. But when Blake and Dom Barlow were out there um, and, and Keldon was got a couple shots, too. I wrote down Keldon scoring in the first quarter. I don't know how much it was. He only had 14 tonight in total, um, but he probably had like two or three shots in the first quarter since I wrote that down. Um, but. Blake Wesley and Dominic Barlow playing together on the floor. Um, you, you really saw the team defense and the rotations um, from those guys, as well as the pick and roll chemistry. Now, it's not going to be perfect because they're both still 20 year olds, you know, in their second year in the league. Um, but I definitely, that was what stood out to me uh, mm-hmm. in the first quarter, Ethan, um, because when. When that second unit can play team defense and and kind of keep the momentum from the first unit with Wemby coming in scoring a lot of buckets, um, that that is really when our team plays its best. Agreed. I had a lot of the same notes. By far our best quarter, twenty five to thirty five, like you said. Devin and Wemby's two man game is starting to grow and blossom. Um, I think a couple times everybody, not just Devin, but we missed the pop man on some pick-and-pop situations where Wemby was wide open at the top, or maybe it was just a little bit late, and we gave time to Gafford to rotate back out and contest that three. You'd like that pass to be a little quicker. Um, that kind of led to some over-penetration. This is really the only negative I had. Over-penetration in the sense that we'd get right under the basket, have to pick up our dribble, and struggle to find out who to kick it to. Um, the, the offense at times did not flow when we started to over-penetrate which led to some silly turnovers, which really is the only reason the Wizards were able to keep it within 10. Had it not been for those silly turnovers, we really would have run away with this quarter. Um, Keldon came in, kind of helped that penetration because he was extremely physical. I think that's probably why you wrote him down. Physical, getting to the cup, um, everybody attacking the rim. And then Blake Wesley, like you said, from a mentality perspective, leading the charge for that bench unit and kind of 
that scrappy defensive identity. Um, I, I continue to be impressed with Blake Wesley. Only 12 minutes tonight, seven points, three steals, two assists, hit the one three that he took. Um, but the main thing, again, one turnover and really limiting his mistakes. Yeah, the defensive intensity you can see from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of even, I mean, it wasn't that I never noticed it, but I would say that you kind of picked up on it before I did. That's kind of how I would describe it. Where, mm. I mean, obviously it's easier to see with a steal, but he's just got, he comes in and, and he's immediately got ball pressure. Yeah. Like, and that's honestly a difference from, from Trey Jones, you know, and that's not to put a negative on Trey Jones. That's not why I'm bringing this up. I'm just saying when you go from having Trey Jones guarding you and say you're, you know, someone who stays in for a little bit longer, if you're the primary ball handler, let's say it's Jordan Poole tonight, right? Which I believe is who he got the steal off of. Yep, yep. Um, he's good against. Right. It's gonna be it's gonna be a difference when you bring in Blake, who's gonna ball pressure you and have six four, you know, a six four. I say a six four wingspan. Obviously, that's not his actual wingspan length, but the wingspan of someone who is six four. Um, you know, he's he's lengthier than Trey, and he's also he, he applies more ball pressure. So, um, that's just. I think you kind of get what I'm saying. When you have Trey at the beginning of the game and then you have Blake coming in and doing that, that can cause some fits um, because guys weren't used to it for the first mm-hmm. six or seven minutes or so. It's the perfect changeup. And I don't think what you said is a knock on Trey. He's probably a higher IQ defensive player, really solid help defender. But Blake just has that nasty to him and he can get into guys better. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I didn't really have anything else written down in the first quarter, Ethan, because like we said, it was a 10 point win. I was hoping that going into the second, they could build on some of those things, clean some things up, sharpen up, like we mentioned with, with Sean earlier. Um, but unfortunately that did not happen in the second quarter. We had more turnovers, um, and we ended up losing that one 29 to 23, which was the beginning of letting Washington get back into the game. But since I started, the first quarter, I'm going to dish it to you to start the second quarter, Ethan. Yeah, I didn't have too many notes on this one. Um, we only had 23 points in the quarter, so it kind of felt, again, that theme of every basket we make just being really difficult, like be forced to play in the half-court situation, not getting easy baskets, and then committing silly mistakes in the process. Um, Trey had one of the greatest tip passes I've ever seen. Um, after a steal, he literally tipped it full, basically the full length of the court. Uh, who to who again? I Devin who, to Devin, who got the dunk. Um, and then another insane pass from Victor Wimpanyama, falling out of bounds, going full speed, had all the momentum with him, and was able to kind of tip it back behind him uh, to Trey, who got an easy layup. Two incredible <laughs> moments in that second quarter that was otherwise pretty bland. Uh, I wrote down, we have to make some stops and get easy easy baskets. Everything is super tough right now. A sickening number of foul calls, both sides. Yeah. Ticky-tack stuff. It it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Uh, We had a two-for-one opportunity. We were without momentum. The Wizards were really in charge. Dougie hit a three. Uh, A buddy of mine texted me, Tanner, who's in the comments oftentimes, and he said, Doug McDermott's probably a top three uh, GM move from Brian Wright, like signing him. And I was like, you know, he's making a pretty good argument for that because right now he really only comes in and just snipes and keeps us within the game and tries to like break up the momentum for the Wizards and whoever else we're playing from time to time. Um, and I don't know if it was in this quarter or later in the game, 
but I know he had a fantastic game. Uh, but Chetty Osman, 20 points tonight, another big reason we were able to kind of maintain that lead and really stay within it until that last couple minutes where the Wizards just went crazy. Um, so shout out to Chetty Osman being that consistent veteran for us. Yeah, and that was huge and kind of the absence of Jeremy tonight. Um, mm-hmm. When you consider the game that he had, you know, you needed you needed somebody else to step up. Um, I had him written down in the second quarter. I don't I, I could be wrong here, Ethan, but I actually had that tip pass from Trey to Devin in the third quarter. Um, oh, my but, God. You know what? <laughs> I read my third quarter notes. Did you just read them? Yep, I did. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Peak. <laughs> That's a sneak peek for what's to come in the third quarter. <laughs> I'm glad that I I'm glad I wasn't off on that because I was oh, like either man. either I've got it wrong or you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so. I, I literally have four notes in the second. If you would just read them real quick, Yo, I'm, go I'm just going to read. Them. I'm not even going to expand on them. Strong start, sloppy from nine to eight minute mark, giving up transition layups. Wizard strong interior defense, and Devin and Chetty with threes late to retake a six point lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read some of mine. Laura Latin, I see you in the comments. You said we're still on the stat screen. We usually like to keep this up when we're going through the game flow just so people can see the box score and also more importantly so they can see the quarter score because that's kind of what we we go by during this. So that's why that's still up. Um, but I took a good bit of notes here in the second quarter, Ethan, so I'll give you what I had written down. Please. Um, Marvin Bagley and ones on Barlow. Mm-hmm. Um, plus turnovers led to the war, uh, the Wizards cutting back in. That was at the beginning of the quarter. Um, I don't know the time stamp on this one, Ethan, um, but there was a 12-0 run uh, from when we went up 42 to 28. So I guess mm. we did have a you know a, a little bit of a good lead, yeah. a good start in the in the second quarter. The Wizards went on a 12-0 run to cut it back to 42-40, yeah. um, and and that was huge. Um, I wrote down Doug getting beat on defense. I know that happens from time to time. He gave up an and one and then also missed a rotation. But at the same time, at the end of the quarter, um, or maybe that was the third quarter. Yeah, the the third quarter. You you got me confused now because Doug hit a big three at the end of the third quarter. Besides the point, um, I was wondering if that was the second quarter. But uh, the defense has got worse as the game has gone on. Mm -hmm. Our intensity dipped after we built a lead. 42 to 28, 12-0 run. Um, there was there, there were a couple great backdoor passes um, from Dom to Devin this game, um, and one of them was in the second quarter, um, and Devin had a tough finish at the rim. Uh, our rotations have fell off since the first. That ties into the other comment I had. Guys have to sharpen it up. That's when Sean said it before halftime. I think that encapsulates the whole game. And then the other thing I had written down was Shetty ballin but ethan i see we got we got a super chat here so i want to bring this up uh shout out to film room he says pair character jumping up and down saying number one fan oh that's an emoji oh yeah i was like what (laughs) i was confused too uh but shout out to film room i'm sorry we couldn't see your emoji this is probably my favorite comment ever on Mm. sspn free barlow um so yeah Vainstein agrees. He says Barlow got robbed for a good game. You know, I, I get the first three, Ethan, as much as I feel like it was kind of ticky-tack, and I think that was both ways. So that's why it's like I can deal with the first three a little bit, but the next three are were just awful. It was, it was, and 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 for a guy like him, like trying to make a statement and earn minutes. And also it was in the fourth quarter when Wemby went out. So it was a crucial time in the game. And 
then you saw them get inside buckets. You mm-hmm. know, I know I'm jumping ahead in the game flow here, but just since we, we had the super chat and he had his comment earlier, um, I, I had to mention that. It, I mean, when you talk about the interior defense, I think it was better in general overall throughout the game, but they had like four or six straight points after Barlow fouled out on the interior. And I know that Sohan has played center, you know, in spurts, kind of like he did in that lineup. Um, but still, when you have Daniel Gafford back, that that's not going to do the job. Like, even at that point, Barlow's bigger than Sohan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you want to stay, like, even-keeled when, when discussing officiating, but you're right. It was it was blatantly not great, um, and even more so than the ticky tack borderline shouldn't have been called fouls on Mr. Dom Barlow. There were just blatant misses, like non calls on the spur or, or on the for the Wizards too. Like when I say that, I mean like it goes both ways. Like there was one ticky tack call earlier in the first half. I can't remember when it was, but it was right after Barlow got called with one. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Wemby, like, yes, he has his hands up, but he jumps into a defender, like, on a contest, and they don't call it. And I get that Wemby gets away with a lot, but that's just the example of how, like, it was not, it it wasn't good for the Wizards, it wasn't good for us. And like you said, I think the most important thing was, is it mucked up the game, Mm -hmm. and it it made it not enjoyable to watch. I feel like probably both coaches came away from this one, like, man, the Mm -hmm. officiating was annoying. Agreed. Agreed. And there was one other point about the second quarter that I wanted to make real quick that kind of ties into what you said about Dom being able to make a couple great backdoor passes to Devin. Um, When Kelvin came in with the bench unit in that second quarter, part of the reason we got off to a great start is we were kind of posting him up at the elbow and letting him take advantage of a smaller defender, either getting on the inside or kicking it out, swing, swing, wide open three, right? The, Wizards adjusted to that, and I don't know if you noticed this, but they were pressing everyone that posted up, like like yeah. Dom to uh, Wemby, whoever had the ball like in that mid range area and was looking to make a pass. They really couldn't because they were they were trapped with their back to the basket, unable to make backdoor passes. So shout out to the Wizards; they like understood that 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 is a huge part of our offense, and if they take it away from us, suddenly it becomes very difficult to get a basket. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree there. Um, I believe over the past like two or three games, Wemby has had at least, I could be wrong on this, but at least six assists, I want to say. He's had maybe maybe it's five. Um, and I know four is still like a solid number for him. But to your point, them shutting down, you know, our elbow offense, if you will, you know, that we kind of really coming into the season, we associated with Zach you know, um, they they were they were putting ball pressure on us in those situations, which disrupted um, our sets. So, like you said, they they knew the scouting report, um, and and they were able to do that. And, and that was a situation where they were able to cause turnovers too, mm-hmm. like like with the Wemby turnovers you mentioned. Um, Barlow did have one, um, and you know there were probably some. I can't remember. It, it feels like it's mainly kind of our bigs that are that, yeah, that we give it five. to out the elbow, right? But and, that wasn't he, from the elbow, you're right. Yeah. I think maybe Keldon might have had one of his two turnovers from the elbow. I can't remember exactly. But still, that's, you know, we, we run a lot of offense. When we're not running it through our ball handlers, like I, that's why I mentioned the two Dom 
uh, backdoor passes to Devin earlier because it looked very reminiscent of Zach, and you can tell that that's what we we want we want our bigs to be able to do that mm. um, when it comes to our offense. But you want to get into the third quarter? Let's do it. Do you want me to read mine? <laughs> you already know what I thought of the third quarter, so you go ahead. All right. Transition defense, not great to start. Wizards have more intensity. That's another theme that we've seen in a couple games um, this season. Not even a couple games, really throughout the season. Not every single one, but there's been a lot of times where we've came out lackadaisical in mm-hmm. the second half. And with the way that the second quarter went, I was very surprised with that. I was, I was like, okay. You know, yes, that wasn't a great second quarter, but now we've got the halftime adjustments. They saw what they can do in the first. Like, I was really expecting the intensity um, to come back. And, you know, it wasn't terrible because um, we did end up winning this quarter by two, but it wasn't enough to to extend our lead and win the quarter, you know, by around 10, as we felt like maybe we should have the whole game. Um there was that tip pass that you mentioned that led to the Devin and one, which was a great play. I thought that may be momentum shifting. Um, and, and it was a good start with that play, but about halfway through the quarter, that's when, that's when the momentum started to go back from the wizards. Mm. Once again, we just were not able to pull away tonight at any point. And that's the next thing I had written down. We can't pull away. Although at the end, at the end of the quarter, and this was on the second Barlow backdoor to, to Devin Vassell, with 239 left, we did get up to 10 again. But this is another issue that we've had at times this year, Ethan. We weren't able to finish the quarter. Doug did have that big three, um, but at the end of the game, at the end of the quarter, they were just able to get, you know, some I don't even know how to describe it. Was like it. Kyle Kuzma just turnaround jumper, right? It, yeah, but it was it was stuff that like we kind of even if like it maybe was a tough shot from him. It was like we had some mixed execution, like mm. pre-play, yeah. if that makes sense. Like it was, right. we we fumbled the bag. That's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the quarter, we could have had a 10-point lead and we let it get to like six or four or something mm. because of our own mistakes. That was the bottom line. Yeah, I think uh, at the beginning of the year, we had to learn how to come from behind and win games we weren't supposed to, Right. And then kind of the past couple of weeks, maybe month and a half, we've had to learn how to just be competitive and maintain a competitive edge throughout the entire game and maybe come out on top every once in a while. And now we're having to learn, Jude, how to win games that we technically should win. <laughs> like we were in control the whole time, like you said, and we just gave the Wizards every opportunity to come back. And they did because they have some veteran players that understand how to win games. Yeah, and and to add on to what you were just saying, we also have to learn how to deal with winning because we Mm -hmm. just had the two back-to-back wins on a back-to-back, which was huge. That's a great building block for a team like this. Um, But we just did not have the intensity that we had in both of those two games tonight. You're right. I mean, you saw it in spurts when we were able to get up to 10 at multiple different times during the game but you didn't see it consistently throughout. And that kind of ties into a comment that I saw earlier before we get to the fourth quarter here, Ethan. I want to bring it up. I thought it was a good point. Um, General Eli says, the team seems to play down to competition sometimes. Hopefully that's something they grow out of. I'm sure it is. I mean, the other thing that we've got to remember, as I've said at nauseum at times, Ethan, and I know they're NBA guys, and and some of them it's like like Keldon and Devin, they've been around for a while. We don't want to make those excuses as much. Um and we've, we've gone over this so many times, so I'm not going to do all the pre-qualifiers that I normally mm-hmm. do, 
but we're the youngest team in the league um, and we're learning how to win. I mean, point blank period. And we're just not going to be as I hate to say this because look, there are times in my life where, I mean, I'm, I'm still 23. Like I'm not, you know, there are times in my life where I'm not in the, you know, um, I'm, I'm saying we're not as emotionally as mature mm. as, as we could be. And there are times in my life where that still happens to me. I'm sure the same thing for you, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just these guys are held <laughs> to a much higher standard uh, because of the amount of money they make. And then also just because they're on a professional sports team. Um, yep. But when you take a 30,000 foot view, it's actually not that surprising that a team of 20 to 21 year olds after getting their first back to back win uh, came out a little lackadaisical, if that makes sense. And it's something we've also seen throughout the year at times uh, to, to Eli's comment. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just a really tough time for it to happen again, kind of felt like a kick in, in the lower area. I'll leave yeah. it at that. Um, just because of the of the intensity we saw in the past two games with not only, you know, kind of handling business against Portland like we should have in this game tonight, but then you go and fight and scrap for a win against a team that's playing the Thunder tonight for the the, the best record in the Western Conference. I think that's why this one is is mm. is so much more, you know, feels the way that it does. Yeah, for sure. With any young team, there's going to be lots of highs and lots of lows. And what we're looking for right now is just a level of consistency, no matter who we're playing. Uh, And we haven't gotten to that point yet. And something else that kind of connects to this is Jeremy's game tonight was subpar. One for seven from the field, missed both of his threes, five rebounds, one assist, only two points. Um, Not the best showing from him, but he came out looking to score in the same way that he was scoring against Minnesota. Like he was doing a lot of pivot fakes, a lot of Paul fakes. How many did he have against Minnesota? Um, I know I he had 31 against the Blazers. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I of. think which, I, which game did he go crazy in? That was the Blazers game. Yeah. The Blazers game. Not he, to correct you. I just want to know. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> One of those games where he, he was going crazy and scoring in a lot of different ways. He tried to do that again tonight and try to continue that momentum. And none of the shots were falling. The Wizards, props to them, they were playing much better defense on Sohan. Um, and I think he kind of got lost into himself after that, like frustrated and did, didn't try and score pretty much in the second half. So those are some more, like you said, immaturity things that we're going to have to get over uh, and, and move past before we're actually a winning team. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a really tough one. Um, it was, it was tough for him because, so I just went and looked at the other stats. He did have 13 in the Minnesota game. And even though he wasn't scoring like that much in that game, he ended up having seven in the fourth quarter. So it was like, you were able to, you were no. And and he had some pump fakes. He -hmm. scored, he scored, he, he, he had a little scoring run in the, in the fourth in that game that reminded you, it was very reminiscent of what you saw in the Portland game on Friday. Um, And and despite Chetty having twenty, you know, um, if you did want to point to to somebody or something on the box score that stands out as as something that also could have been a you know the difference tonight, it's mm-hmm. definitely Jeremy Sohan having two points. And you know, I, I was in a group chat with some friends texting earlier, um, just talking about this, and I hadn't I hadn't talked to him in a while, but they're all Spurs fans, and um, they were talking about Jeremy and and. We kind of made, I made the point, I was like, you know, it's like either it feels like Jeremy's going to have a, he has a really good game, you know, or, or it's like you have to remind him that, or remind yourself that he's out there. 
Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this was one of those games. And that can be that can be said for Keldon as well. Um, now, with that being said, I still think overall, you know, like they're like the game against Minnesota was kind of like what what Jeremy can do when he's not having a crazy game, like the in between, if you will. I mm-hmm. will say that I've been seeing more of those, you know, 13, 14 points, five assists, you know, six rebounds, something like that. Um, I'll take that. Right, right, exactly. Um, but at the same time, uh, just the times where he, you have games like this, I guess mm. is is the point I'm I'm trying to make. And so you would like to see less of those where he just kind of almost completely disappears. It feels like, and and like I said, same thing goes goes for uh, goes for Keldon. I still think he's on an upward trajectory despite this game. I think he'll continue to improve. Again, second year. Malachi is not even playing. He's in his second year. Like these things happen in this and when you're this young. So Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that was kind of why I was trying to bring up the other yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Like we've seen like the in-between. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the bigger point that I forgot to leave out there is just straight up since he's been playing the four again, you know, we've mm-hmm. We've seen that happen. And the other thing is, I think when you look at Sohan's offense, not to dive into this too much, like because it's not the prettiest, you know, there's going to be nights where it just sometimes doesn't work at this point of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And and, and also this, I mean, it ties into Devin and, and Wemby were kind of the key facilitators tonight as well. Um and so, you know, he wasn't just going to go out and, and force it, which I did like, even in, did, with the way that he started when he was when it wasn't hitting. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he kept doing that for the rest of the game. Um, True. But still, you know, we will get into the fourth quarter here. And there was some interior defense that that I would have liked to see, you know, a little bit more from him. Now, I will say that was kind of a tough situation for him to be in like I was noticing the run lanes there was one time where we got jumbled on a fast break in the fourth quarter um and it was kind of because Sohan was just there because he wasn't really exactly sure where to go like where if Barlow was in mm-hmm. like it would have been it would have been much more connected um and and flowing um but I'll dish it to you for for fourth quarter notes here Ethan yeah first note I have is Dom fouls out and I was a little surprised, honestly, that Sandro didn't get any play. Uh, I thought maybe we tried him at the five with with uh, Sohan next to him. Maybe that's a little bit better. I, I don't know. It was a lose-lose situation. Not much you could do. Um, Keldon keeping us just slightly ahead. Chetty also a big reason we were slightly ahead and really in this game uh, in the fourth quarter. I said, how is that not a loose foul, loose ball foul on Kuzma? at the end of the game where he had his forearm in Wemby's throat, basically pushing him away from the rebound. Um, and then the last note, lost the day, lost the game because of silly turnovers, miscues, lack of intensity, and the refs didn't help. Yeah. You know, I, it, the, when you say those first three things, Ethan, that's why at the end of the day, Gregory, we commented this commented this earlier that, I don't think the refs were the reason that the Spurs lost tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the way that they were playing, um, it definitely didn't help. You know, if the execution was higher, we didn't have as many turnovers. We would have been able to pull this one out regardless of the foul calls on Barlow. Um, 
but unfortunately we just we just weren't able to to get the job done tonight and that's just kind of a symptom of this team you know (laughs) it honestly as we're continuing this ethan i'm just like this was just kind of a reminder night you know what i mean it was what it's like having the youngest team in the league and and it it really isn't that surprising when you consider we just won our first back-to-back like i mentioned earlier as much as I wanted a win streak tonight, and this was a competitive game. Um, like I said, it just kind of reminded us of some of the the bottom lines with this team. But I'll, I'll read you what I had. So we were shot for shot for, with them for the first two and a half minutes. Barlow fouled out. I wrote that screwed our interior defense and our lineup chemistry plus rotations. That's why I was mentioning the Sohan run lanes thing earlier. Um, team defense is not as good tonight overall. Um, but we still had a chance. I wrote that in the middle of the quarter. Um, <laughs> I wrote down, thank gosh, Jordan Poole has random turnovers. And that's the other key with tonight. Like they had more turnovers than us, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, and we still found a way to loss. Like That's another tough thing. Um, there was a 9-0 run from the Wizards uh, at the three, 3.33 mark. Um, I'm not sure when that started, but there was a 9-0 run from the Wizards then. I ended up counting it. It built to a 16-4 to uh, run at the mm. 149 mark. I'm pretty sure this started around mid-quarter. So, I mean, there you go. You give up a 16-4 to run in a close game in the middle of the fourth quarter. And then you have the KJ turnover, which was killer. Mm. Um, and it sucks because he didn't have a terrible game tonight. There were some good things that that I saw from him, not even just scoring-wise. You know, it, it was semi-efficient scoring-wise. And then he had like five rebounds and five assists, two with three steals. Like, he was doing a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like Sean said at the end of the game, man, like, I don't... I honestly, I didn't... I, I watched the play, but it was like I looked up from my phone late taking notes... And then it was like, I just kind of saw KJ on the ground and him just airmail Wemby. So maybe you can take me through that possession a little bit more. Sean just said like, it was like he tried to one hand pass it. Mm-hmm. Well, he drove into the lane, uh, props to the wizards. They were able to get the hands on the ball without fouling. So, you know, struggling to pick it back up, kind of dove a little bit halfway on the floor. Uh, and Wemby was at the three point line. So Keldon was trying to just throw it to him at the three-point line, and Wemby thought he wanted him to cut. So Wemby cut at the same time that he threw a one-handed pass, and Wemby just couldn't recover. You know, shout-out to Devin, though, because that was going to be an easy layup for Tyus Jones on the other end. But Devin sprinted back there and touched the ball, knowing it was going to be a backcourt violation. But at the very least, we didn't give up, give up two easy points. We forced them into, to take a shot. <sighs> Yeah, we ended up losing that fourth quarter 31 to 20. And that was the biggest that was the biggest quarter win in mm. the game. Yep, not an easy one to swallow, Jude, but uh not unexpected. Yeah, the, as as we've talked about this and we've gone through the game flow, Ethan, I think it's everything that happened tonight has become a little bit less surprising we're in the moment because of the last two wins you know you were kind of like your standard was raised Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when you have a team like this you're just gonna have some games like this Mm. and not without positives right don barlow played very well despite six fouls blake wesley continues to show us glimpses of why he was drafted in the first round 
and Chetty Osman, of course, and Devin and Wemby, like as as a pairing. Like this was probably their best like one two combo mm-hmm. thing that we've seen. So for sure. I'm just looking at the box score here again. Uh Barlow had five assists in mm-hmm. 14 minutes. May have not had any crazy rebounds. Um, but you know, he would have played more also if it wasn't for the foul trouble and maybe would have been, would have been more aggressive on the boards if he didn't have three fouls mm. pretty quickly in the game. Um, but the five assists for me in 14 minutes is, is good to see. And that also ties in with, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, the way that we run our offense, that's, that's also really good to see with this whole him and Zach conversation. It's not like if that does end up happening, that the playmaking that Zach brings is just going to completely fall off either, but I'm not completely making a determination on that yet either. Um, I'm just very, very glad that we have Don Barlow on this two-way contract, Ethan, because with the, the, the Charles Bassey injury and, you know, obviously, Zach has had some injuries multiple times throughout mm-hmm. this season. Um, it's not only been huge for just like the development of the team moving forward, but it's just been huge to have somebody that we can put out there, uh, you know, in, in wake of these injuries that's actually competent. Because as much as, much as I love my boy, my boy Mamu, um, there would just be some things that he would get taken advantage of, mainly defensively, mm. um, that, that I think Dom does, is able to bring. Sean says something early in the game about is if Dom Barlow can improve as much as he improved from year one to year two as to year two to year three, it's going to be really hard not to give him meaningful minutes next season. Yeah. And a full contract this Mm -hmm. summer. Yeah, for sure. It will be interesting to see, but more importantly, Ethan, before we end, as much as we talk about Barlow so much on the show, because he's like my Drew Eubanks, Actually, big news, shout out to him. He was named to the G League Next Up game, which is the equivalent of the G League All-Star game. Um, So shout out to Dom for that. Um, That's another feather in his cap going Mm. in to uh, the All-Star break and potentially this offseason as well. Just Mm. some good Spurs news, though, overall. I don't know when the other All-Stars are going to get announced, but but I assume, I feel like Wemby's going to make it. What do you think? I don't know. It's a tough call uh, because don't the coaches decide completely? um, That's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I was thinking that the fan voting would have like some sort of impact on that. But if it doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think historically it hasn't. I don't know if they changed that. Okay. For the bench, do do they have impact on the starters? The fans, yes. They do have impact on the starters and the media as well. but historically, I think it's the, the right. assistant coaches get to choose the reserves. Yes, but is Adam Silver going to be like money, money, money? He could. I mean, Zion made it as a reserve. Well, the other thing is, is that like he's like leading the league in blocks. I think, right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's crazy far fetched, but it's not yeah. guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Okay. I just I'd have to look at the list. I don't know who else is like. Is he in over Sabonis this year? Um, I'm just like spit, but like that's like a low name, you know what I mean? I I haven't looked at who else is available, but you know what I'm thinking about though. The the more that I'm talking, Ethan, it really doesn't matter because Wemby's going to be in the skill cha- oh, skills sure. challenge. And that's the rookies, he's got to be in the world versus USA team. Oh yeah, that too. Duh, I can't believe I wasn't thinking of that. Um, so yeah, because uh, I was thinking, okay, we'll see, we'll have Don Barlow, and then we'll also have Wemby. But now that I think you're mentioning that, you know, Jeremy might be on that Rising Stars team too. So this might be the the most Spurs filled 
uh, All Star Weekend that we've had in a while, Ethan. Since since my boy Marco won the mm. three point contest back in the day, Marco Bellinelli. Have we really not had anyone else <laughs> since Marco? Like, we had Dejounte, like, but I, I, he played. He, I don't know if we've had I'm anybody in like the contest. Three, three point shootout dunk contest skills challenge. I think I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think just Marco, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Was it? Didn't Tony do the skills challenge? Yeah, once? that way back when. Right. Like okay. I was like mid two thousands. Yeah. Wemby's running away with the uh, the skills challenge. That's my prediction. That's gonna be really fun to watch, dude. Dom Barlow double double in the the uh, the G League All Star game too. Mac okay. McClung, Imani Bates, Cam yeah. Whitmore. You don't know it's coming. Doug McDermott <laughs> three point shootout. Let's make it happen. Actually, that no. Well, you know what they're doing this year. Hmm. I, I, if I, maybe this is just like part of it. The step versus UNESCO. That's what I was gonna say. I thought that's like, isn't that the whole three point contest this year? It better not be, or I'm gonna be pissed. I think it is. I think it is. That can't be true. That's the whole contest. I think so. Put her in it. That'd be cool. But But I know we need the other like eight guys. Like that's like half the fun. What I saw was Steph Curry versus Sabrina Ionesco. I think so, that might just be like a plus. I don't know if that's taking over. Maybe they're just like, oh, these are, look, we've got the best female and best male shooter in the contest, and there's also some other people. But Are they going to give her the, the woman's ball? They have to. Ooh, that's a good question. They have know. to. Yeah, they that, should. That'd be so cheap if they gave her the man's <laughs> ball. That like, would be wrong. Go. She'd be like, oh, come on, guys. That'd be horrible. <laughs> Oh, it also like it's just she plays with a different ball yeah, all year. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I guess if they did that, maybe they could do like I feel like if they put more people in it though, they would have to like make it even. I mean, they don't have to technically, but I feel like you know what I'm saying? I, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I, I probably should just go look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's just a one on one, dude. Which is crazy. And I didn't really think of it like that because we've just, you know, done it the other I'm pr- way for I'm, so long. I'm pretty sure it'll be separate, though. I hope so. I think so. they'll have the normal You're probably one. right. I don't know. I've said, I've said I'm right. I've said away. you're wrong. Who knows? That, but you, as you're talking about it, for sure, like that would be crazy if they completely changed the format. format. Let's throw uh, Brittany Griner in the dunk contest. <laughs> she just got her jersey honored at Baylor. So there you go. Did she? Good for her. Welcome home. <laughs> All righty, y'all. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Tell us in the comments if you know for sure what's happening at the All-Star Game. And also give us your predictions for Don Barlow's stat line uh, mm. and Wemby's stat line, as well as potentially Jeremy's in the Rising Stars game. Um, but more importantly, or not importantly, don't forget to hit like and subscribe below if you enjoyed the content. And if you want to stay updated with everything, follow us on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. And final thing, if you want to support SSPN, be sure to go to SSPN.myspreadshop or dot spreadshop. It doesn't matter. The link is in the YouTube bio, uh, or you can hit the QR code right here as well to get you some merch. And if you go on there and you go to all products and you're like, huh, this isn't that much, just go to the men's section, the accessories section, um, and or women's you, or women's too. Yeah. You can click <laughs> on both of those. Um, and then, uh, like filter down you can find there will be a lot more items when, mm-hmm. when you go click on those, I've tried to fix it, but, um, 
it just it, it doesn't work with me. But the good news is, is you can still find all of the stuff. Ethan and I ordered some gear today, so you'll be seeing us wearing that soon. Um, and we hope you guys do the same. We appreciate y'all, though. Of course, you do not have to. Just a way to support the show. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Go Spurs, go.